The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Living a more sustainable lifestyle is not only beneficial to the environment, but can actually improve our health and be fun. Uh, so says Joe Lennon, editor of the Climate Supplement with the Sunday Times Ireland. Uh, Joe, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for now, having me. This business of being, you know, sustainable and eco-conscious and all the rest of it and be fun. That's the bit that people say, no, it's not. It's boring. It's tedious. And it's certainly not fun. What say you? Oh, I, and that really is the narrative. And hopefully we're going to start to try to change that because, like you said, it's not only great for the planet, but it's really good for your pocket. Most sustainable initiatives, especially the ones I'm going to talk about today, will save you money and they can actually be really enjoyable. It's about living a more intentional life. And that comes down to what we're doing to live more low impact. Now, you, you probably saw that story. I think it was mentioned on uh, Breakfast about in France, they are going to pay people if they recycle, repair their clothes, their shoes. You could bring the, the shoes to the cobblers and get them repaired rather than throwing them out. You get seven euro. Amazing. Imagine how encouraging that would be. I think most of us in this country have forgotten that cobblers are still a thing. Most of us just get a you know a hole in our shoe or in our clothes. We throw them out and we buy new. We're really getting back to basics and going back to the way things were done, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, repairing, rewearing and just loving things for longer. It's fantastic. I mean, one of the issues now is that most uh, shoes, the shoes that I wear, whether they're ordinary shoes or trainers or whatever, they're all made of a composite and they have to be thrown out when they're worn out. Whereas back in the day, in my father's time, they would have had leather sole shoes. And when they got a bit worn, they'd replace the sole or the heel or both Absolute, in the cobblers. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that people aren't aware of. Most of what we're wearing are synthetic combinations of materials. They're petroleum based. So we're wearing plastic, essentially. So you're right. When, when we do throw something away, it's plastic. It's leaching into our, you know, into landfills, into water. So we really do need to get back to basics. Right, now, you're going to give me some do's and yes. maybe some don'ts as well. What are the do's? Yeah, so we're talking today really about your home and that's a space that has really changed over the last few years because before you might have been flying in and out of our homes but now they're, you know, where we work a lot of us where we, you know, work out we're spending a lot more time there so looking at ways to make that a more environmentally sustainable and, and low-impact place is fantastic and that really starts with a big talking point at the moment which is energy saving Um, you know, Electric Ireland brought out a great survey there last year and they estimated that if you swapped a, a light bulb in your home from a regular light bulb to LED, you'd save about seven euro per bulb per year, which is amazing. So regular bulbs uh, use about 75% more than LEDs. So making that very, very simple yeah. swap. Now, here's the, the rub and why people maybe haven't yet changed. I was an early adopter to my um, chagrin because a lot of the early LEDs, they didn't last the 50,000 hours. Um, some of them went a bit green in yes. terms of illumination. Uh, the modern LEDs, warm white, cold white, whatever it might be, are fine. Whether they have the longevity is an open question. But you could buy uh, a 60 watt uh, tungsten bulb for 40 cent. You're looking to buy an LED when they came out first and might be seven euro. A you much know. bigger, a much bigger expense. But I think one of the great things now, as well, on top of that, is that LEDs are also really ugly and they weren't particularly nice to look at. And now LEDs are absolutely beautiful. They're crafted so beautifully. So okay, you might spend a little bit more, but it's also going to be a design piece in the home. It's not just functional. So if it lasts the year, your quid's in. Your quid's in <laughs> seven euro. Okay, so so changing uh, your light fittings is number one. And uh, okay, if you've got twenty bulbs in the house, say. That's you it. save a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, you really do. And it's a very small thing. You don't need to go out and change everything. But the next time one runs out, maybe think about swapping it. Um, another really important thing is for people to 
be aware of what their BER rating is. You know, a survey last year found that about a third of Irish people don't actually know what the BER rating of their home is. And it's really important to know, especially as we're looking, you know, we're in summertime now, we're not worried about the heating, but coming back into wintertime again. And having a good BER, that's a rating of A or B, can increase the value of your home by about 10%. So it's really, really good to, you know, in, in get someone in, get them to check it, see where you're at, and then avail of the incredible SEAI grants that are there. Like one of the things that I would say is that if you've been humming and hawing about retrofitting or insulating, the grants that are there right now will not be around forever. They're absolutely amazing at the moment. So just, you know, get in touch with SEAI, ask them what, what your home is up for and, and look at doing it. Now is the time. Yeah. Now, what else about the home? Um, obviously, everything we do in the home, if we paint our home, we're using chemicals. Yes. Uh, and some of those chemicals may not be good for us. No, they're not. And one of the big talking points at the moment, especially in Europe, is around these chemicals called PFAS. And it's an acronym for what we call forever chemicals. They're in pretty much everything. They're in our sofas. They're in our uh, cooking utensils. And the EU has identified them as, you know, really, really dangerous. They're chemical disrupting, endocrine disrupting. Um, and there is laws coming down the tracks to try and ban them. But, but I mean, wouldn't we all be dropping like flies if these things were really damaging? I mean, everyone has a sofa and everyone paints the walls. I, I I I agree, but I think we haven't really felt the long term effects of it, and we know that you know um you know things like asthma are up, you know a lot of diseases are up, and they are linked back to these PFAS and other toxic chemicals. So really trying to limit those in the home is a great thing to do, especially if you've got small children. You know, looking for again natural materials instead of buying a polyester. Uh, as um, duvet, go for a nice organic one. Um, you know, cooking utensils. Avoid the nonstick. Go back to the basics. You know, look look for um, a natural nonstick or look for um, just your regular tin, your yeah. stainless steel. Those are really important to use. Yeah, life then becomes a bit more difficult. Make scrambled egg in a stainless steel pot. <laughs> And trying to clean it is a problem. Do it, it in a nonstick, and um, it's easy to clean. It is, and look, I know that I'm talking to here the you know the absolute dream scenario, and that's something that I'm very interested in. But I think if you're buying something new and you're doing a little bit of research, and you can look at brands that are they're a little bit cleaner, a little bit better for you, why yeah. not? Now, uh, sometimes the, the what seems blindingly obvious is not so obvious. For example, you know, wrapping your cucumber in cling film—that's how it comes in the in the shop, right? So you say, well, that's bad. They should take that, and I should be able to buy the the cucumber without any cling film. But it turns out that the cling film enables the shelf life of the cucumber to be extended. Yes. So I buy it without and I end up throwing it out because it's food waste. I buy it with the cling and I can keep for another seven days. So how do I do that sum every day? <laughs> I, look, honestly, I think it comes down to how you live. If you're a big, if you have a big family, lots of kids, you have a very busy life, it's going to be very, very difficult to manage those things. Whereas for me, I'm just living with my partner. We do a smaller shop a couple of times a week and try and keep an eye on our food waste like that. I think it really comes down to what you're able to do. And look, buying locally, buying fresh is always the best thing to do. Of course, there's going to be instances where you need to do buy the things in wrapping. What can you do? All right. So um, you have a child and they say, I, w I would love um, a laptop. And instead of giving them a real working one, you give them a wooden facsimile because that's more sustainable. I'm only using that as a joke. But you know what I mean? You give a child what, what might be regarded as a traditional classic toy versus the new modern, uh, all sing and dance and LED lit a modern toy and they'll throw it back at you. But you don't need to go down that route. The poor child definitely doesn't need a wooden iPad instead of a real one. But perhaps you could buy a refurbished one instead of brand, buying brand new, buying secondhand and extending the life cycle of those things and then making sure that when they're finished with the iPad or laptop that you re recycle it responsibly. Um, things like candles. 
Now, the candles come in all shapes and sizes, in all sorts of cheapnesses and expensivenesses. Um, so how do you know what's the best candle to buy? I mean, some people would say, oh, you're burning something, you're sending something into the air. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to be that pious that I won't ever burn a candle. So how do I know I'm burning the best candle? Oh, I love candles, absolutely. And I think the most important thing to look for is that it's made from, let's say, soy wax as opposed to paraffin. So if you're burning something inside, you're breathing in those fumes, you want to make sure they're as clean as possible. So look for soy wax. Um, I think, you know, anything that's been made with essential oils rather than synthetic uh, fragrances is a really good place to start. And how do you know whether your fragrance is synthetic or otherwise? You know, you get, say, one of those um, things where, uh, what do they call them, where they have the sticks in them and you, you dip them into this the perfume. The diffuser, the very word. Uh, how do you know whether the diffuser oil is kind of the good oil or the bad oil? Well, the great thing is that all companies now have been really good with like listing their ingredients. So wherever you're buying it from, just give a quick look at the ingredients and you'll see whether it's natural, whether it's uh, synthetic. Just give it a quick look. That's the best thing to do. Okay. Now, suppose I want to make sure my sheets are, uh, you know, natural and so on. And I decide to go for Egyptian cotton with so many threads per square inch or whatever it is. And then it turns out that to, you know, pick the cotton, there might be slave labour involved, um, the the bleaching of the cotton the and there's so much water used. And I'm thinking, this cotton's lovely and it's better than that nylon sheet that I used to have. But how many millions of litres of water have gone into making a few bed sheets. Yeah, and the water waste issue is is huge and it's something that we're going to hear a lot more about over the coming years in the news. I would honestly look again to Irish companies. There's an amazing Irish company called Amaral. They make all of their bed linen in a small factory in Portugal made by, you know, by the local people there. They trace the water usage. It's all organic. So again, coming back to Irish companies who you can trust to, you know, you can verify, looking to see do they have accreditation? You know, are they part of, you know, responsibly sourced um, different factories? Looking for those third party accreditations is a great thing to do if you're shopping. Um, final thing, um Using a shampoo bar instead of a shampoo. What's a shampoo bar? Pat, I'm going to send you one. And next time I'm in, you can tell me how yeah. you get on. A shampoo bar. You know, before we used to use, you know, bars of soap when yeah. we were going up. I still I'm, do, by the way. Okay, fantastic. You're already a step ahead. We're coming back to those, but not like before when they were very basic. Now they're really luxurious. And what you're doing is you're eliminating the plastic that it comes in. A lot of that plastic you can't recycle because it could be a mixture of, of materials. So a shampoo bar... It's luxurious, it's made with natural um, ingredients and again you just have it in the shower, it's super easy to use, way longer lasting than a bottle of shampoo and a great quick swap to make. Very good. Yeah, some of the texts coming in. So glad to hear your guests saying that most clothes are basically plastic now. They impact the environment, also the internal environment. We forget about that. The body can't breathe, breathe in plastic. I've spent my life sourcing sustainable cotton clothes. I have chemical sensitivity. I am the canary in the coal mine because mm. these plastic clothes make me feel unwell. That's from Derval in Westport. Another one says, have you applied for an SEAI grant? It's a challenge. Is bamboo fibre cloth greener than cotton. It's it's a kind of on the fence but I do think overall it's better because it uses less water and on the SEI grant yeah. if you are worried go to, there's a lot of brokers that will basically look after it for you so I talk to some of them maybe they can look after the applications and all of that for you. Very good. Uh, Joe Lennon, who's editor of the Climate Supplement of the Sunday Times Ireland, will be coming back to us uh, regularly over the next few weeks. Joe, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.